One of the things that affects us significantly is when things do not work out the way that we hope or expect. The wise king Solomon wrote, Hope deferred makes the heart sick. And I think it is likely that everyone, by the time that they've lived 20 or more years, has experienced the heart sickness of deferred hope in some way or another. By the time that the gospel narratives of the New Testament took place, the people of Israel had been in something of a perpetual hope deferred, heart sick place for a very long time. For hundreds of years, their nation had been anything but free. They were invaded and nearly destroyed by the Assyrians in the 8th century BC. They were effectively obliterated and exiled by the Babylonians in the 6th century BC. Nearly a century later, when they returned to their land, they remained under the authority of the Medo-Persians, who were ultimately subjugated by the Greeks. After the rise of the Greeks under Alexander the Great the, and the division of the empire after his death, Israel changed hands between the Seleucids and the Ptolemies multiple times before finally being conquered and occupied by the Romans. Through the long centuries of oppression and occupation, the people of Israel desperately longed for the coming anointed one, the Messiah, who would deliver them. And every year in the run up to the Jewish Passover, as they would make their pilgrimage to Jerusalem, they would sing the words of Psalm 118, Hosanna, or save now. O Lord, I pray, send prosperity. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They were anticipating the coming of the one who would save them. By the time of the first century AD, the hopeful anticipation for a deliverer was perhaps as high as it had ever been. And into this appears one of the key characters of the gospel narrative, John the Baptist. Like virtually all of those of his day, John was looking for the coming deliverer. And his expectation, and the expectation of many, was that the deliverer would come and he would bring liberation and peace. How could he not bring liberation and and peace. For hundreds of years, the Jewish people hoped that one would come and proclaim, proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. The Messiah that John and virtually everybody of his day expected was going to bring vengeance upon Israel's enemies and comfort and console all who mourned in Zion or Jerusalem, giving them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. This is what John expected of the Messiah, and not just John. Jesus' disciples and many of those that followed him expected the same thing. And then, in the midst of it all, a political shift took place, and John was a political prisoner of King Herod, an immoral, obnoxious puppet king of Rome. This was not at all as John expected that things would be. The story was not at all playing out the way that John had no doubt imagined that it would. And I don't think I'm stretching the story in saying this. I don't think John the Baptist was the least bit happy with the situation he found himself in as he sat as a prisoner of King Herod. So John sent two of his followers to Jesus, probably the last of his faithful followers, 
And they came to Jesus and they said to him, are you the coming one or should we look for another? Those are truly weighty words. John had baptized Jesus and he proclaimed over him, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one. That's that's basically what he told the people. And now as things weren't playing out as he had hoped that they would or rehearsed it in his mind many times before, he sends these followers to Jesus and says, are you the coming one or do we look for another? And Jesus' response was, at least as weighty as John's question. Jesus said to these two disciples, go and tell John the things which you hear and see, the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who's not offended with me. Blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. In Psalm 42, the psalmist writes a couple of times, Why are you downcast, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. John the Baptist is one of the greatest men that has ever lived. And I'm, I'm not making that up. Jesus himself testified of John. Among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. But even the greatest of the greats can find themselves heartsick with deferred hope. And when you are heartsick with deferred hope, you have to ask yourself the question, just what is it that I'm hoping in? A relevant consideration in our current cultural moment. We'll see you next time.